Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for May 8th, 2017. Mr. Matt Morgan, not feeling so hot, so he'll be skipping this week, but back with us next week to discuss Monday Night Raw. Raj, we got our technical difficulties ironed out. And now taking it back so. to where we started. What did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw? It was it was long, <laughs> long and uninteresting, but uh, it, it forwarded some storylines. Um, I just don't know if they're the ones that fans are really that interested in. Uh, I think, you know, I think Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor is probably the freshest thing that they've gotten with this, uh, you know, superstar shakeup. And they didn't really do anything, in, you know, with them tonight uh, yeah. to further their feud. So I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was dull at best. I, I don't know if I'd go bad, say it was bad, but it, it just was uninteresting. Well, let me put it this way, because I thought about how to how to sort of qualify this statement. Now, tonight's Raw wouldn't get me to stop watching weekly programming. However, right. that being said, it probably would get me to feel that I don't have to watch it live. And if not for doing this podcast, I would feel like, you know what? Maybe the you know when they're in the cool down period, maybe I can uh, fast forward DVR you know, through part of the episode, not have to sit there just glued to the TV for three hours. To me, that's what it felt like. It didn't meet that bar that I felt like I needed to know what happened as it happened. You know, that's a dangerous slope when you think about it. A lot of times, you know, the, sh the shows that you used to feel like you had to watch live or you had to watch the night of. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I could wait a day or two. And then you're like, oh, I could skip this week. And that's, you know, how you turn away from a lot of shows. But, um, but yeah, Absolutely. this this one I didn't feel like there was nothing keeping me hooked in, and the stuff that the, the stuff that was the best stuff on the show was it just seemed like it should have been you know at the end. If you're doing a big entry angle for Braun, put that at the end. That's been the most push feud. And you know what I'll say is, hey, this is what happens when your champion is a part timer who's just not there. Um, that all we've got is the IC title, the tag team title, and the women's title. There, there's that void of having that big story because I feel like the Miz versus Dean, that's great for a B storyline, but there was yeah. no A storyline. That should have been like in the first hour. Yeah, there was and no you A mean, story. You mean, uh, you mean the Miz versus, uh, you mean the uh, Dean versus Bray Wyatt? Well, I just mean what they're setting up right now. This idea that it's about the Miz and Dean for next week. You yeah. know, that this is the IC title picture, which is in essence the main event um, for the time being with Brock not being around so um okay so we started with co-gms tonight this idea that kurt angle didn't go to london stephanie didn't go to london creative might not have bothered to go to london yes um, though stephanie was there oh she was that was yeah. interesting so uh, the idea was angle made dean gm uh, uh miz was made co-gm by stephanie mcmahon and that right there actually to me sounded pretty ripe for an episode like you could have done a good through line there could have been some wacky matches there could have been some more infighting but instead we got kind of some standard stuff happening tonight um even the rehash of that inner beginning promo interrupt having callisto interrupt braun uh and reset up a match for them later in the night um i mean we just saw them in that dumpster match yeah um well i did feel like braun didn't need to get a win <laughs> He doesn't need that win back, but Callisto <laughs> does have a win over Braun Strowman, you know? So I just kind of forgot about Callisto. My wife uh, got went out to get the mail and came back, and I explained how Roman interfered. She's like, what about Callisto? And I'm like, they really didn't acknowledge that. <laughs> just Callisto just kind of... He's there and back and and yeah. gone. But was it that was that new entrance music or did he have that last time? That was uh, that was new, new to me. Um, he's been rocking that gear a couple weeks now, but that entrance music was strange sounded like a mix of neville's old music and then with the lucha remix it just didn't really fit his new darker look yeah i mean i think Kalisto should be in that cruiserweight division i think he'd fit in a lot more but um but yeah i mean it you know braun is going to be out for i guess uh was it pro wrestling sheet saying four to eight weeks so um yeah, I mean, they, they needed to do the injury angle, even though I guess Braun is still, I think he's still working the rest of the tour, the European tour. Oh, wow. I like the idea, though, the one arm thing, that, that beat him with the, my arm tied behind my back. I thought that was uh, 
Interesting. But um, so we went to Finn versus the Miz, and this might be a storyline going forward once they get done with Dean and the Miz next week. Um, what do you think tonight, aside from, as you said earlier, that uh, the Miz looks so much bigger than Finn? <laughs> um, I thought the I thought the match was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I, I think this is the first. Well, I mean, they worked together in the main event last week, but this was yeah. their first one. You know, one on one match because I don't think I, I'm forgetting if they've been working singles matches on the tour. But uh, uh, I thought it, it it was it was a fine opener. I, I thought it got stupid when uh, the Miz disqualified Finn and and Dean changed it to keep going. Uh, because why can't the Miz just go right back and say no? You know, yeah. it's it's already over. If if they have equal power, uh, one shouldn't be able to out, outweigh the other. So that part I thought was dumb. You know, like what you were saying with the whole co GM thing. There's a lot of ways they could go. There's a lot of things they could do, um, and they, they didn't really do too much. Yeah, that I mean that could have at least been some solid comedy for and made for an off the wall show. You know, yeah. as opposed to this, which was just kind of middling at best. Um, I thought it was interesting, you know, with the DQ, I thought they were going that route because you had the Miz win the triple threat last week. It would be kind of weird to have Finn win clean. But then when they restarted it, I don't know. I mean, I think it makes the Miz look um, like if this is a storyline going forward, I don't know what stakes there are really with it. Well, Finn, it's clear they're pushing Bray right now. And, you know, Finn is feuding with him. So that is higher up on the card. So gotcha. I think it, it, it makes sense to, to get, you know, again, it's 50-50 booking. Miz pinned Balor last week. Balor gets his win back this week. But I, th- I think it was important to give him that win. Yeah. So we went from that uh, backstage, Alexa and Nia Jax talking, talking about uh, Nia Watt's well, title shot. Alexa looked like she was 12 years old here. Yeah, you can't put the two of them next I don't know if they had, like, Nia standing on a box or something, but she looked just like uh, like her mom. It oh, was crazy. I, I got to say, though, so last week I was kind of felt forewarned about Raw with everyone bagging on last week, the episode I missed when I went to the house show. But um, that opening segment last week was was easily the high point with Alexa and even her exchange with Nia and with Mickey and all of that. So this week, I like that they kept that through line going. But yeah, I don't know how you do Nia versus Alexa with that. I mean, that's tough to take serious because of their size difference. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. It seems like it might be happening. Um, but we did have Alexa versus Mickey James. Now, Alexa came out with Nia in our corner. Mickey came out with Bailey. So I was going to ask Matt about this tonight. So I was going to say, how how would you feel if you're Mickey and you're out there doing this and they spend the first three minutes of the match chanting for the person that accompanies you to the ring, you know, in Bailey? Like, that's got to be a weird dynamic. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, Bailey is the the star right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of the match, though, uh, between Alexa and Mickey? I didn't really do much for me. You? No, I mean... It was okay. I like that Mickey got some chance towards the end. I felt like it picked up steam and then it was over with uh, Alexa winning. So yeah. I thought the stuff with Nye was okay. You know, just what's the storyline? Where are they going with it? What's the momentum? I think it's just too bad that they've had Mickey fall so quick. You know, yeah. she, she's someone that should be in that top tier. She, But they can, you know, just start beating her right off the bat as soon as she came back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I like later in the night they did something a little different with the women's scene. Um, just I'm looking but that, at this. But that match wasn't that. The, no, they did no. something different, but the match wasn't. The match wasn't that good. Yeah, it was sloppy. Okay, so backstage they were making matches. Um, okay, then. Sorry, I'm just going through the the breakdown here of the show. Oh, so let's talk about what happened backstage with Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins. Are you excited to see this continuing? I was looking forward to that tonight. Um, yeah. I was curious which way they were going to go with it. There's something lacking with Seth Rollins. And, you know, we've talked about this before. I just think as a baby face, there's just something missing uh, that really gets you uh, into this feud. Uh, I feel like it should be a bigger deal than it, than it feels like it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's just, there's just something, there's just something missing there. Yeah. I thought it was interesting backstage. Joe was doing that thing where he started just, you know, shouting again and then the attack backstage. And I was like, okay, you're going to set the match for later tonight. Um, But I just, I don't know. 
I mean, what's it even about at this point? Samoa Joe is still trying to avenge what happened with Stephanie. Seth is just mad that Samoa Joe attacked him in the past. I think so. I think that's about it. They're still really amped about it. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like they should be so heated that Rollins needed to attack him backstage. And, you know, like they, they need something, um, to reignite this, I think. Because, you know, you had Rollins beat Samoa Joe clean already. Now I feel like you need to do something to kind of reset the feud a little and, and get it uh, get it back to interesting. Yeah, like I'm I, I'm just not feeling the stakes of it as much. Um, okay, so Braun Strowman versus Callisto happened. And uh, Callisto, we've talked about, has the new music, came out, did the entrance in his new gear. Braun came out. And it seemed like just around the time it maybe got going a little bit, Roman interrupted and it devolved into that. Um, yeah, it, but I thought that was, it was a good way to write him off, you know, and, and get Roman yeah. some steam back. And uh, I, I, I almost felt like this should have been the last thing on the show. <laughs> yeah. Although I think that would have been uh, maybe tipping their hand too much. I mean, if we'd seen that, guys, tonight the main event is Callisto versus Bronson. Right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't a huge surprise tonight, but um, I don't know. God, it's weird too, Roman. Roman is literally booed all over the world. They need to uh, maybe hit the Pacific territories or something just to see. There's got to be somewhere, right, where he gets some sort of big pop. I don't think embrace. so, no. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. That's a broken record, but I know they should, they should turn him heel. You know, if that turned out, if like America Samoa, like just if they loved Roman Reigns there, Vince would be add that to the to the to the root. Like they'd be hitting America Samoa, you know, every three months just to get that reaction on TV. Maybe. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, okay, so Gold Dust and our Truth backstage really building up this storyline uh, for tag team turmoil. <laughs> Enzo and Cass versus Cesaro and Sheamus versus Heath Slater and Rhino versus Goldust and R-Truth versus Gallows and Anderson. Okay, so uh, long story short, meet the new number one contenders, same as the old number one contenders. Did that, I mean, that's, that's, that is strange storytelling, right? That they built up even a little bit this idea that Golden Truth was going to have something going on and they do it tonight. And it's like, surprise, it's Cesaro and Sheamus again. In a way, I liked it because it did seem very predictable that Goldust and R-Truth were going to win. Yeah. And instead, they made Sheamus and Cesaro look really dominant. I mean, they look tough. But again, like what you just said, they've just been beaten so many times already. Um, you know, Beaten at the last pay-per-view, then they lost their singles matches to Matt and Jeff. Um, it, it just seemed like, again, like by the end, uh, by having Cesaro and Sheamus win dominantly as opposed to some someone new. Um, it just felt like it's kind of we've been it's the same show we've been watching. Yeah. And that that's gotten really repetitive. I mean, I just feel like it was repetitive when it was Cesar and Sheamus versus Gals and Anderson and now with the Hardys. I mean, do you think part of this is just because the they still don't know what they're doing with the Hardys right I, now? Yeah, and you know, with Goldus and our truth, whenever they say that stuff like, hey, maybe we could turn back the clock too, it makes the Hardys seem old. And like a lot of those lines they drop in commentary. Um just makes them seem like old guys. Jeff does. Jeff looks young. You like, he doesn't look like a a grizzled veteran, Matt, you know, he's, he's a little more weathered, but they don't, they seem old coming out to that music, especially Matt and uh, with the team extreme stuff, but they don't look older than the rest of the roster. And uh, I, I hope that this isn't where they keep taking them. Like there's this nostalgia act that's back. That's doing well. I mean, it is interesting to note now. I mean, Goldust is, uh, I mean, I don't want to say the senior member, but I mean, he's the oldest guy on the roster. It seems that. Is he older than Mark Henry or Kane? Well, Kane's out running for mayor. No. Mark Henry is. Uh, he's here and there. Sparingly. Jericho's gone. Undertaker's gone. Uh, Mark Henry was only born in 71. And what about, what about Goldust? Goldust, uh, 69. Thought... Oh, well. So yeah, gold dust. Like, don't forty eight. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's the the longest running vet there. I don't know. I think with him and our truth, they could do a nice. Uh, if there's going to be one more run, yeah, they could have done something. But um, again, if you're if you're building them to the titles, I'd, I'd rather see 
them pick up some wins and then they start getting in that title picture, um, you know, as opposed to just throw them in right away. But who would have thought like a month later that the Hardys would be not stale is not the word because they're over, but just just an, just a couple faces in the crowd. When you think about that pop that they got at WrestleMania last month and uh, and where they are now. Especially because when someone makes a return, that's the chance, right? Then you have yeah. all this opportunity, but they returned and just immediately coasted. Well, I don't think it's their fault. No, uh, it's not theirs. Right. I mean, but creatively, creatively, they're just yeah. back to it being a, another tag team, which is, you know, at the end of, uh, at the end of their last WWE runs, you know, Jeff Hardy was in the WWE title picture mm -hmm. and, and Matt wasn't doing so well, but, but Jeff was so. Hopefully, this is just to stop. You know, this is just part of something bigger. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I thought the match was good. It made Cesaro and Sheamus look good. But from a story point of view, I don't know. I just I just want to see something different. Yeah, I thought, so, I thought so, they, in building Cesaro and Sheamus, it, it was good. But at the same time, like we mentioned, they've been beaten all the other weeks. So. Well, and before um, this, they were beaten. I mean, they were in the title picture with Gallows and Anderson. I mean, they did win the belts at a certain point, but they've been in this main event scene now for, I mean, all of 2017, it feels like. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're, uh, they're, they're I think they're really good in the ring. It's, I mean, obviously Cesaro, but it's, it's not like when they come out, uh, the momentum changes or anything. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I think that the tag team division um, is somewhat diverse right now. They could do some more interesting things with it, but I don't know why they're sticking with this. Um, they really killed Heath Slater and Rhino here. Oh, yeah. And but, I mean, they, they've been kind of dead men walking since pretty much since they won the belts. Yeah, well, yeah, since they, since they lost the belts. Well, even after they won, it felt like, oh, it's just a matter of time now. Yeah. You know, creatively. Yeah. I don't know. And and Enzo Stig didn't work uh didn't work for me tonight. Yeah, I thought he was okay. Um Okay, so here's my beef with Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins tonight. When you have a match this long, cuz this felt like a long match. And you know, I've made the comparison um anytime Seth Rollins faces someone because of how they've built him with Samoa Joe certainly it's like this Batman versus Superman style fight, right? Like they can't be over in five minutes or 10 minutes. You have to really give it credence and development and really sell something. So when you have this long of a fight and then you just have it end in a DQ, like I'm pissed off as an audience member. I feel like, yeah, because it's like they just wasted your time. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like ending a great debate with what well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. You know, it's kind of like, no, that's not the point of a debate. Right. You know? Well, it's to build the feud, but then but to, to get to that next step in the feud, you t you took 20 minutes of airtime, you know, or t 25 minutes or whatever that was. Um, Seth fell flat, you know, uh, but I thought the match was good. But again, when you have a good match with that kind of finish, yeah. by the end, you're like, oh, geez. Thanks. And I mean, what is it? They just can't give Rollins another win. But they, I mean, if they were going to go 50 50, at least if Joe won, maybe the Seth would have more of a reason to continue this feud. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, DQ, he did Cochina, Cochina clutch him. And after what's it, what's extreme rules? Four weeks? Yeah. Four or five. So they could have had Joe get a win here. And then that, that leads to a gimmick match at the pay per view. But, um, I don't know. It, it was it was a way to. This still should have been the main event. I thought. Yeah. Even though you had that crappy ending. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about something on a kinder note. Uh, we've got great sponsorship tonight. Something we're promoting. Bill Goldberg. Goldberg is stepping into the Sugar Factory in Las Vegas in the ring for a special meet and greet on May twentieth from two to five p.m. Now, they've got a cool opportunity with this if you go and check it out. For $75, fans will have the opportunity for a VIP experience to take selfies with Goldberg, get an autographed picture, and try the Goldberger, the monster hamburger named after none other than Bill Goldberg himself, accompanied by fries and an insane milkshake or beer. That's for $75. For $20, fans will have the chance for a selfie and a signed photo. Act fast. Make your reservations now by calling 702-685-0483 for the grand event or check out Sugar Factory 
factory.com for more information. Raj, this sounds really cool. So uh, what, what else, what more do you know about this event? Uh, I mean, pretty much what you said. I mean, it's yeah. one of Goldberg doesn't do too many events like that. So uh, it's your chance to, you know, he's coming off of just last month, you know, in one of the main events of WrestleMania and it's your chance to get to see him if you're in the Vegas area. So it'll be a, it'll be a cool opportunity. Yeah. At the sugar factory. That's cool. Yeah, I was, I was just in Vegas. I wish I would have known about this before anything with sugar in the title, you know, that's, instantly yeah. has my attention. <laughs> um, so that'll be cool. This uh, podcast is also brought to you by DDPY. You've heard us talk about it. Speaking of gold dust credits, DDPY for getting him in what he calls the best shape of his life. Uh, Chris Jericho, you've seen the results. DDP yoga has given him AJ styles, Mick Foley. I mean, look how great he looks, but it's not just superstars, regular folk, regular wrestling fans from all different walks of life have benefited greatly using DDPY. And for a limited time, we have a deal for you where you can get access to the DDP yoga now app for 25% off, or you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, which, which includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Also got a deal where you can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. To take advantage of this deal, go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And yeah, you've heard us talk about it. You've seen the results. You got no excuse. We're already in May, people. May 2017. You want to look back at the end of the year and say you did something for yourself? Check out DDP Yoga today. And we thank DDPY for sponsoring the show. Yeah. And you brought up Goldust. We just said 48 years old and he looked he looked great in the ring. So absolutely. I mean, talk um, about a transformation. Look at how he looked uh when he was in impact. Right. Yeah. You know, as Black yeah. Rain. I mean, it's like a totally different person. Yeah, yeah, real quick. So I have a couple of people are bringing up the Great Balls of Fire pay per view. I do you hear Dean Ambrose at the beginning of the show? He dropped yes. a reference like I have a a great idea for a pay per view name. So I wonder if they're going to make it that it's Ambrose's idea. <laughs> Maybe, at least I mean that kind of makes sense though, right? Because that's how they've written Dean. Now I know a lot of people don't like what they've done with Dean's character and making him this funny comic relief guy. But for me, I feel like, look, I mean, the guy can go in the ring. There's no question about it. I just think he's legitimately funny. He legitimately can act. I mean, I don't know if you watched uh, 12 Rounds 3 Lockdown or uh, some of the stuff he did on Swerved. But I'm, I, I think he's one of the few WWE talents who actually could work in the entertainment business outside of wrestling. Me and was it? Was it us that were we talking about this? Or I think maybe I was talking about it with Matt when we were talking about Ambrose and uh gosh another one i feel it feels weird to keep saying people have gotten stale but i think it's maybe just the product has gotten stale and everyone associated is suffering as a result but uh dean has gotten you know has, has been stale for a while i feel like and we were talking about how in the shield promos how dean really stood out you know when, when they would do those promos yeah and i think he could just really benefit from a, a heel turn right now or a, a change in character you know what's been missing um, from his earlier days and what he did on the indies is he doesn't really do promos with intensity anymore. It seems like now it's more in the style where he, I mean, when he was the champ, he sort of had, you know, mean Dean, he was doing that and he would alternate between that and the sort of goofball shtick, but they haven't given him like pure intensity, which is uh, what a lot of his earlier stuff had. Yeah. It's all pretty much tongue in cheek, that's, which yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And uh, I think for that, main event, for main event level programs, you need that, you need that intensity and that believability that you really hate someone or something's really on the line. Yeah. In fact, you know, the last time we saw shades of that, when he was on stone cold's podcast a year ago, and he was doing sort of that mock promo against stone cold, it was like, Oh, Hey, this is the classic. Yeah. Like he could, he could do it. Yeah. If you wanted to, they're not giving him that. Um, but watching Raw even last week, like, you know, I like some of the bits I like this week when he was doing the, you know, uh, back to you, uh, Gene and Bobby in the booth, you know, I thought, I, I think when they give him good material, it's good, but I, I definitely see where fans of his earlier work just aren't, aren't having it because you know what he's capable of. Yeah. Some people are saying they should bring the shield back. I mean, they all are on Raw and that could be a hot summer storyline, especially with Braun out right now. If you, you know what? If, that's the only thing that I think could get Roman over at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people would start with the cheering. IWC. Oh my well, god! I don't know if they'd be cheering him, but they wouldn't boo. Probably wouldn't boo him as loud. But it would. <laughs> but uh, if you could get, see, that's the, the thing that sucks with Owens now on on SmackDown because you you had that like little faction form with Samoa Joe and Owens, uh, and if you got Triple H or, or someone uh, 
some a third in there, it, it, it could have been could have been something hot. Yeah. But that's how they do it. I mean, that that will win over the IWC for Roman. Because right now, who would you do it with? You do it with, I guess, because Samoa Joe and the Miz, that doesn't really feel right, you know? No. And no. so I, I don't know what three, uh, what three you would put that, that would make a make a multiple month program with with the Shield. Oh, you know what? You get Gallows and Anderson with Finn. You go, uh, you know, yeah. Shades of New Japan. It seems too early for Finn, though. Yeah. To go that direction. But that would be interesting, or something with Bray. Um, I could see, I could see Bray. Look, we'll talk about this more in the main event. But Bray needs to. I think Bray needs a, a repackaging of some sort at this point because it's. Uh, did you see that compilation someone put together online? Um, I saw it linked on Reddit, where it was like a supercut of Bray doing all his promos and then just getting buried at the end of the feud, like just losing in like the most <laughs> embarrassing fashion. And I feel like they've got to change it up, man. It can't just be the same thing again, right? You remember when they were turning him babyface a couple of years ago? And I feel like he works kind of as a face, right? He should. I mean, he he was turning babyface and then he got injured, and then yeah. those plans were scrapped, and and they never went back to it. Even when they put the belt on him after Elimination Chamber, I feel like they had a ch- an organic way to do that because the fans were behind him. I think the fans were happy to see him win the title. Yeah, you know, but even even here tonight, him. they seemed happy to see him. So yeah, I yeah. think that's the thing we all like Bray Wyatt. We just don't feel what he's doing i i like him but i i have not liked any of his feuds in a while and yeah. and, and his promos i like he, his delivery is good if it's like the first time i'm hearing these promos it's awesome but when it's been kind of the same style of promo for years and it's been the same promo for years yeah back, go back watch the early nxt did they finally add those to the network i read they were going to do that yeah there's they're caught up to they're pretty far in yeah, so if you go back and watch like Bray's debut in 2012, I mean his original coming soon stuff. I mean he had same theme music, same language, Sister Abigail, Eater of Worlds, everything you know is a lie, yada yada yada. From day one, yeah, remarkably consistent with the gimmick. But the problem is that it has also been remarkably consistent, yeah, <laughs> and not changing it up. Um, okay, so it was right about the point where I was saying, hey, are we not getting cruiserweights this week? That we got the cruiserweights. TJP versus Jack Gallagher um, with Neville on commentary. What what do you think of uh, the heel, TJ Perkins? I think he's much better as a heel. Um, I thought this match was good. It was fine. Um, it was it, it was gross when he he rolled him up, and you know was using the tights, and he really got in there. Yeah. And then afterward, he's like, it almost looked like he's licking his fingers. <laughs> So the, uh, that part bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but contact uh, sport. he didn't, he didn't fully lick his fingers. He was just making the, he, he was saying he got three, but he was, I don't know. Anyway, that part. <laughs> That's like some classic gold dust stuff, right? Like, like psychological warfare against your opponent. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I guess TJP versus Neville is what they're going to, which, uh, you know, I, I like that. I don't, I'm not sure if that's 205 live or they stretch that out. My yeah. guess is probably going to be 205 live. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, so what's up with Aries currently? Um, what do you mean? Oh, I don't know. I mean, where we're seeing the picture now. I did. I full I mean, disclosure. I literally had raw from last week on in the background. So I know kind of what happened. last. I mean, week. he's still there. He's, I mean, they're TJP Neville and Aries are all in the picture. So yeah. I'm telling you, man, got to get the belt on Aries. I feel like, you know, he's uh, could really uh, liven up that division a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, after that tonight, we had Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. This was different. It was sloppy, matchup. but it was different. <laughs> Not the best match, though. Yeah. It went by fast. Um, so what do you think they're doing with the women's division? Give me, give me sort of your prediction for uh, where we're going to go after this Alexa Bailey rematch. I think you get it back on Bailey and go with Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. Have Sasha turn heel, and that's your SummerSlam match. But um, yeah, we'll have to see if us, if Alexa's really over, then you can do it with Alexa and Sasha and build to that, you know, towards SummerSlam. But that's if they can keep Sasha hot. What did you think of Alexa's promo last week that opened the show? I thought she was really good. Yeah, 
I think she's got that poise. That it's it's that thing that's it's hard to learn. But when you come off and you just you seem above the crowd and you you just own the crowd, and she she does that really well. I mean, Alexa's becoming one of my favorite performers on either brand. Now, I think yeah. she's just gotten so good at what she does. Yeah, yeah. And- no, she- in the ring, she it's, she it's it's hit or miss. Sure, but but uh, outside, she's she's got all the tools. But you just think about those awkward promos that even Bailey and Sasha have had, and it's just Alexa. I think is just smokes everyone on the mic right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, at least all the women in the women's division. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose tonight. Now, uh, shocking, the Miz was on commentary and somehow got himself involved with the match didn't they do this match was it last week or two weeks ago was it it feels i feel like on smackdown we saw this exact same scenario since like they're all Bray just beat dean clean hmm. maybe uh, anyway um yeah i mean uh, yeah I, I i mean i knew the i knew what happened on the show before so that so I was actually a little surprised because I thought they would do something to build towards Finn and, and Bray because that's uh, that's the feud that's the one new feud that they got going right now and they did absolutely nothing here for that. And so. like we talked about, there's a lot they can do with that with Finn and the demon character and with Bray. I mean, this actually makes more sense for Bray to go against Finn than just about anyone else that's left on the roster. Yeah, I mean. It, it, my concern is that they're going to go the the Randy Orton way and, and do all this Halloween hocus pocus stuff, and I, I I really hope they don't do that. I but I think you could come up with a compelling feud without having to make it uh, without all the over the top corny supernatural stuff. Hmm. I don't know. With Finn and the Demon, this yeah, will be Finn's first time he, back in the makeup. Yeah, he hasn't been back yet. Yeah, <clears throat> it's going to be hokey as all get out. Hopefully it will be good. God, they, I, I can only imagine some of the places those writers would go. So I, I hope they, I hope they don't. Oh, um, I remember the terrible promo last summer with Finn talking about Irish folklore, and they had like the little flute, pan flute music playing, and the map of Ireland. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I could see them having Bray in like some fire pit, like wanting to, you know, rise the demon or, or raise the demon or, or something like that. I'm sure it'll be as compelling as when uh, the Wyatt family stole the bodies of Kane and the Undertaker, and then they showed up, and they were like, "Oh, everything's normal." What are you guys looking? Yeah. Oh, creative is really terrible. It's really, really terrible. Um, <laughs> the one thing I thought tonight that went through my head when we saw the Miz and Bray kind of exchange those glances, so I was like, "Oh, but the WWE doesn't have the balls to do this." But it's like if they made some play, like the Miz was going to follow Bray, like the way some stars get really into Scientology or get like <laughs> like a guru that like runs their life. And I was like, "That is a storyline. That I would love to see that alignment in that faction." Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that with Miz and Bray, but. <laughs> Oh, come on. It'd yeah. be great. Like Bray's like teaching the Miz, like how to live, like on a higher spiritual level. Like I could uh, almost see the Miz do. Oh, you know what? They almost did do that with the Miz and Neville. Remember where they were oh, starting okay. to do? He was teaching him how to be a star and they dropped that <laughs> after a couple of weeks. Oh, the Miz is. And that's the thing. The Miz has had some oddball storylines and aspects and shades of his gimmick. So I don't yeah. know. Uh, he, but the Miz and Bray, I mean, because that's kind of a weird even to have them intersect is like so different yeah like the wwe it's you know what it reminds me of a lot it's that same feeling that like street fighter 2 had or like mortal Kombat. it's like this idea it's like this fighting tournament where people from all walks of life and all different vocations and parts of the world come together to prove who's the best but it's really nuts when you think about it that the miz and kayfabe is supposed to be this a-list star bray is like this cult leader i mean it just it's absurd when you actually try and rationalize how all these things coexist yeah because the worlds don't always coincide. Like one minute they're in the real world, and you know the next minute, uh, you know there's maggots in, on on the ring, and you know people being buried and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think they just never really bother with uh, the heavy lifting of it. Um, but uh, so all in all, your thoughts, your your sort of final thoughts on tonight and the state of Monday Night Raw. Man, I think it's going to be a long summer. There's just not much interesting 
that I'm seeing. You know, I think Bray and Finn could be. And so I'm going to wait on that. But everything else, it just feels like they're running in place. Yeah. And not even... It's the not, suit, it's not, oh, what's that? Well, even when you had the superstar shakeup and things have fallen to this point where it already feels stale in just a, in just a few weeks. Yeah, because the main event tonight had the th- three guys they brought from SmackDown all in the same segment on Raw. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's not a shakeup if it's more a transplant, you know? Um, right. It just doesn't work. So we'll see. See how SmackDown is tomorrow night. All right. Well, the bar's pretty low. Um, so let's talk I about what they, the other... I wonder, what yeah. So let's uh, move on to the other stuff with, uh, <laughs> with Braun's injury. I wonder what they do with Roman for the next eight weeks. I don't know. I mean, who do they, they pair him with or put him with? I mean, if the idea is they're building towards him versus Brock for WrestleMania next year. Right. Um, right. I mean, Brock's not coming back till. God, I hate saying it. Great balls of fire. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, if, if Braun is out eight weeks, that's almost a great, you know, the great, that, that pay-per-view. I'm going to call it great American bash. It still has great in it, and it doesn't it doesn't feel as stupid saying it. But um, I can see them moving uh, Braun and Brock to SummerSlam, and then doing Roman and and, and Strowman at GBF without having Strowman too. I mean, Strowman has been one of the high points of Raw, for, yeah, since the the brand split last year. I mean. Strowman has just been fantastic and him. I don't think they're going to keep him off the air entirely. I think uh, it'll, you know, I it think sounds like they will. I mean, it's, sur- so? it's a legit surgery. So it's not like, it's not a kayfabe thing. See, I so. think they should just do what they did tonight. They should have him come out and do a bunch of one handed matches. Um, just to assert his dominance on some jobbers. He needs to recover from a real yeah, injury. <laughs> it's not a, it's a, it's a real thing. So, he he's out. He's out for eight weeks uh, after this week. So, yeah. Well, I mean, with Roman, who else do you got right now? That's uh, that's free. That's high enough that you, you know they can headline the, the live events until Braun's back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Samoa Joe, but they're not gonna. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's pegged with Seth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Someone's pointing out GBF means gay best friend. Right, well. Oh well, there you go. GBOF, <laughs> GBOF. Yeah. Um. Oh man, it's gonna be a long, long summer. Um. Yeah, we'll see. See what no, happens. Uh, for Brock to come back. You know who's got to be feeling great about all this is uh, Batista, having number one movie in the world right now. Yeah. And uh, they don't want to. They don't like his proposed storyline angles. He's fine with that. He's got a uh, movie roles lined up for the next couple of years. He's doing. I great. was surprised that he said that he's asked to return to WWE. I don't know how soon that was, just because there is so much writing on him right now. Because he's in the, you know, this movie. I think they're doing a third. Yes, yeah, they are doing it. Garden. Of, they're Gar- doing a third, and Guardians. they're doing the Avengers two, of yeah, Infinity of, War. Yeah, right. And Guardians are in the new Avengers. So. So you're talking about billions of dollars and granted, you know, um, and he's a big part of it. Well, if he's getting Marvel doesn't pay so well. So he's getting a very small portion of those dollars. Oh, I, I bet he's getting, uh, yeah. he's getting more than he was in his WWE. Right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, he's having the last I, laugh. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't know when he'd be able to return anyway. Cause he, you know, filming those movies, he was saying he wants to retire in a year, year and a half. Cause you know, his, his body and, he, and he's talking about retiring from movies too he seems like he, he doesn't want to act too much longer so yeah. which is kind of surprising yeah i listened to uh the first part of his interview on talk is jericho this week and he was talking about that he wants to move into producing but so what, what what's he say later in the interview he wanted to come back and do a storyline with triple h uh yeah yeah he said he doesn't miss wwe he he's negative and 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 positive at the same time he he, he did say he he does want to he would like one more run with WWE, but they haven't gotten back to him he you know proposed this idea he said he's reached out to him a couple times and and no interest so um but it would be interesting because he's he criticized WWE for making him a babyface last time 
So I guess would he be the heel against Triple H? And I guess you could do that. Um, yeah. But you know, why not? I mean, he's he's a, a he's a decent enough movie star. He, I, it's weird because it's not like he's The Rock, where the average person knows who he is. You'd you'd have to say the guy that plays Drax. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's under a lot of makeup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In that role. Um, but it's it is weird though. I mean, look right now. WWE could use whatever help they can get with the ratings, with giving things a boost. Um, I mean, why not book them in something, in some capacity? I, but, you know, who knows? I mean, uh, he's one of people's favorite parts of the Guardians franchise. So, Yeah. And you know, like we said, there's three three more of those movies coming between two Avengers yeah. and one more Guardians. Yeah. And he's in, uh, oh, God, what is that? Uh, the James uh, Bond. No, no, they, that that came out already. Yeah. The Harrison for Blade Runner. Oh, that's right. He's the new Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, it is weird though. You know, I did watch. Did you watch the new Kickboxer Vengeance? No. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch Bond yet. Uh, I think, and I've said this before on Twitter, in the first Guardians movie, I think Batista should have been nominated for an Oscar. I thought uh, that an Oscar. Did you? Okay, in the first Guardians movie, think about it. He was playing someone that was on, uh, and he got a lot of uh, praise from this from. Uh, uh the autism and asperger's community because they were saying like here's someone who's very literal he's portraying this character who's carrying this emotional weight but at the same time someone who does not read humor or emotion i mean he got a lot of props for that role and if you look at what he came from and to doing his first major acting role and doing it under all that makeup no less i mean i thought i'm not saying he should have won the oscar for that year but i think he should have been nominated I think he put in a very moving performance. I thought, I, I thought he was really good. I thought he should have been maybe nominated for an MTV movie award. <laughs> yeah, at the very least that. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't, I never, I didn't think, you know, Guardians was, uh, I saw it on a plane, so I need to rewatch it. Uh, yeah. Love the first one. Second one uh, was, uh, lacked the surprise of the first one, but it was good. Yeah, all people right. are asking if I'm on something thinking he should get an Oscar. I'm also a person that agrees with Adam Carolla that uh, Matthew Lillard should have probably won the Oscar for the first Scooby-Doo movie because he took a cartoon character and brought him to life. That's more impressive than playing someone who actually lived. And you watch all the WWE Studios movies. So I do watch the WWE Studios films. I've got, I've got range. I'm a rangy individual. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm binging like a gritty French crime drama with subtitles currently. So it's like I'm all over the place with what huh. I'm doing um so let's talk about what happened with emma so emma's legit injured on the european tour yeah so we don't know how bad it is but talk about your shitty timing oh a crappy timing sorry guys (laughs) but uh it just feels like it's almost funny how sad it is you know what i mean like they they build her up then she's off of tv again and then she's just now getting back and it just it just sucks for her i feel really bad for her So we'll see. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, though. But uh, apparently she couldn't lift her shoulder up to, to kick out of the count. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah. So like the match ended abruptly um, that she was in. So it doesn't sound good, but you never know. There are some times where you get those stingers or those weird flash injuries that are that heal pretty quick. Yeah, no, this is really unfortunate for her after all that. And Ember Moon, yes, she's got a set of shoulder injury too. So, yeah, a lot of injuries right now. It's kind of a, 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 you know, you have those waves where it seems like things are going well for a while, no one's getting hurt, and then boom, like every, you know, all of a sudden there's just all these injuries you hear about. Yeah. As if things weren't tough enough for the WWE as is. Yeah. Now it's just going to get worse. All right. We don't have anything else. No, I think that's it. So should uh, we get some of these questions since we got a little time? Yeah, let's go with that. All right, guys. Hashtag Wrestling Inc. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. How do you feel about Titus O'Neil tweeting a picture of Roman and Braun all happy sightseeing? Uh, do you agree this was a major faux pas on his end? And it's one thing to break kayfabe, but that was ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, that was ridiculous. Uh, hopefully he, I mean, it, 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 it's weird because they, they do that all the time. So it's like, where does it stop? You know, you got, you'll see like Charlotte hanging out with, you know, 
someone backstage and um but yeah that was a bad one and yeah there was no titus tonight on on raw so um or apollo um and titus is getting sued oh yeah i saw that because it swerved yeah so i I feel like they they realize all of the problems that that show presented because in season one the wrestlers really didn't like having the jokes played on them and season two i guess there were some issues so yeah probably not the best idea for a series yeah so yeah i'm sure more will come come out soon um do you think adam cole would get over in wwe nxt he'll get over huge in nxt oh yeah uh would that carry over um it would initially you know we're looking at you know if you can't maintain your momentum um if you're given the the wrong character or the wrong promos uh then you're screwed, but I, I can't see them screwing up Adam Cole. He's just too good and so good on the mic. I, I, you know, I, I see him, I see him doing well. So who's going to win money in the bank this year? Jack O'Bean and a lot of other people are wondering who we think is going to get it. The SmackDown pay-per-view money in the bank. Uh, SmackDown. Gosh, everything's so topsy turvy there with you know gender and, and Breezango, uh, <laughs> you know that because uh, gender that would have been like if you're building someone up that would have been a way to do it is you give them some steam for a couple months and then have them win money in the bank. Uh, I don't know. I I mean I always think you should go with a heel because cashing in money in the bank is kind of a heelish thing to do. And it should be someone that hasn't been world champ yet. Cause it should be like a, a start of a, a push. Mm-hmm. So I think that Corbin. leave. I agree with the chat saying Corbin. Yeah. Um, Corbin would be good. I'd like it to be Sammy. I don't think it'll be Sammy, but um, I think Corbin is <laughs> likely. Can- they got to put the belt on him at some <laughs> point. He's the most natural face in the entire company. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, and, and were the NXT writers, like, the only people that saw that? Because it's weird to think now that Sami Zayn was, like, a beloved NXT champion the way that they write him on the main roster. Yeah. You know? Even Neville as a heel is finally getting some championship, you know, is now as a belt again. Yeah. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree on that. I li- and I like Sami, but I don't see him as a, a top guy. But... We'll have to agree to disagree. Uh, Drew McIntyre, do you see Jinder McIntyre and Slater Rhinel all holding gold by the end of 2017? I could, I see McIntyre um, winning the NXT title whenever Bobby Roode's ready to come to the main roster, but I don't see Slater or Rhino. Jinder, maybe. I could see them doing a quick run with Jinder just to get the belt to AJ. Mm. Um That'd be good. But I don't see him being champion at the end of the year. Man, if Jinder wins in Chicago, like that, I mean, that this this pay-per-view could be just bonkers, right? I mean, it's like if Brazongo goes over, if Jinder wins, like I don't know what that means for SmackDown week in and week out, but Yeah. I mean, we got we got a June, we got May pay-per-view for SmackDown. Yeah. Uh and then Extreme Rules is so we that's it for this this month, right? Just backlash, and then you got extreme rules and great balls of fire. No money in the bank. Money uh, in the bank, I believe, is after that. So extreme rules is June fourth. Okay. Team. Um. June eighteenth, two weeks later. So yeah, that's because uh, great balls of fire is in July. So we still got three SmackDown pay-per-views to go before SummerSlam. So um, you know, we'll have to see who they've got right. I mean, you could throw AJ, Kevin Owens in the world title picture at any, any time. Definitely. Obviously, they want to eventually push Corbin to that main event level. But I, I think the summer would be too soon. Um, so, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see what they have in mind for SummerSlam. I mean, last year, it was only Dolph versus Dean. So it's not like they had some, you know, something huge for the world title match. Oh, people are asking about Mike Bennett. I haven't, you know, I haven't heard anyone say them that they were backstage, even though that's been the the story. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Mike Bennett and Maria have been there. So, um, but yeah, apparently there's 
supposedly coming in. So, I mean, it makes I am surprised that they'd go directly to SmackDown as opposed to NXT first because uh, Mike Bennett's never been with WWE. So. Yet amidst all this, though, everything we're talking about, all the problems, challenges, this idea stuff we're hearing, stuff not being delivered on, uh, the earnings call happened the other day. Yeah. Business is still pretty good. <laughs> well, the profit was profit was really low. It was like yeah. under a million. Was, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, network numbers are, are pretty good. Um, the ratings aren't. Um, you look at the year to year decline, but money wise, you know, as far as uh, overall revenue, there was there's some lawsuit that was in there that uh, took out a, a decent chunk of their profit. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, if I get it in front of me, we could talk about it more on on Wednesday. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, someone's asking about Maria on Total Divas. I could absolutely see that. Totally. Um, although yeah. watching the promos. Okay, th- I've never seen an episode of Total, Total Divas, but watching the promos tonight, how do I, because I know a lot of non-wrestling fans watch that show. How do wrestling fans watch that show when it's like all this stuff happened last summer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched Total Divas early on just because I, I thought it, I was interested to see how they portrayed the backstage stuff. Like if it seemed hokey or if it seemed like they were trying to be realistic. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of interesting because some of the stuff, granted, most of it is BS, but they do have some elements when someone legit gets injured or something that, you know, they work that into the show and like the even Maurice um, suspension, you know, that yeah. was a legit thing. And, and, and that's in the show. So you get to see like some of the backstage reaction. And I'm sure a lot of that is genuine. So, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched it in years, but you know, I I, I kind of was interested to see how they handled Alberto Del Rio and Paige the last season or two, but not enough to to watch it. Yeah, one day I keep saying well, at some point I'm going to give it a try. But uh, yeah, which other good stuff on TV? Yeah, cool. Uh, okay, man. So we'll be back here on Wednesday at 12 noon to talk about SmackDown Live for this week. And until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.